not all of us take a chance on ourselves and our ideas and I want you to do that. Which is why I want to tell you about our amazing sponsor at Fresh Start Ventures. Fresh Start Ventures is a VC connector that started off as a blog which now provides you everything you need for your startup whether that be financial assistance, strategic help or any other sort of mentorship that you require to get your idea to the next level. Fresh Start Ventures is also aligned with the Pakistan e-commerce consortium meaning they are the perfect people to go to in order to understand the vastly changing world that we live in when it comes to technology and e-commerce rapidly evolving every day. Fresh Start Ventures has helped a bunch of startups get from their ideation stage all the way to the top where they've consolidated themselves as top-notch businesses who have won laurels and awards in the industry. If you truly believe in your idea and the only thing missing is support and some kind of financial backing in the long run, Fresh Start Ventures is your place to go, so please don't hesitate in reaching out to them today. Visit www.freshstart.pk or the link in our bio and give your idea a fresh start. Let's get on with the video. Maybe I'm trying to tell you you've been on my Oh, oh. Oh, sure. Hi. Hi. Oh my god. I was just thinking about you. <laughs> <laughs> we started? Yeah, yeah, we we're going. Oh. That yeah. was the intro. I w- I had this entire thing planned out where I would be like, "Shut up." <laughs> I'm a serious artist. <laughs> you should have done that. Um, <laughs> as soon as I was singing your own song, that would have been really like, "I have a uh, shut up." <laughs> just- well, a part of me was also going to harmonize with you mm. <laughs> i just want to do a thing where i'm humming your song and then i look at you like oh you're here yeah no, i have so I many that. questions do you yeah please ask how are you i'm i'm okay i'm good i'm glad i'm here yeah thank you so much for having me thank you for coming on dude yeah you're very welcome no dude it's i so i didn't want to tell you before this uh i didn't want to tell you this before we started but like since i was young mm. i grew up on a couple of names like you know Purish boy was one of them mm-hmm. and subsequently over the years when i entered uni then shorban was one of them mm-hmm. right uh i even attended one of your uh workshops when you came to lahore school of economics i don't know if you remember oh yeah is the garden cafe back in somewhere yeah, i i played a very depressing and yes. long set yeah i loved it okay <laughs> i absolutely loved it okay. and i wanted to talk to you and especially since you released uh prelude to mm-hmm. your murder in case you haven't checked it out go check it out right now link in bio uh so i just want to say uh i've been following you for a while oh. and i'm so excited to see you come into this new phase of your own music that i know that you've embarked on very yeah. courageously thank you so apart from the you know generic how are you doing i really want to ask you like how are you feeling these days how are you doing when it comes to your music and how are you feeling about you know everything that's going on around you i am really excited these days about uh this new direction that i've taken up um i think uh i've spent so much time writing a particular kind of song and now that i've introduced myself to this entirely new uh kind of songwriting not that it is a new genre of any sorts because it's yeah. not um just the fact that uh, it's scary it's scary because uh it's less personal yeah. than what it used to be before it was like you know it was like an open diary a codified diary if you if I, mm. if you will um yeah. so it was like very personal stuff but also vague enough and abstract enough where you couldn't really tell mm. what i was talking about yeah and of a hair with prelude to murder it's just baby i wanna <laughs> tell you you've been on my mind i love so, it so yeah <laughs> you you hate this, don't you? Hate what? You hate uh singing or composing or writing like this. At, yeah. at least I'm not I'm not I don't mean to. That's a very like harsh assertion to make. Yeah. I just mean like do you cringe at yourself? Yeah. You? Yeah, no. It was really difficult especially with the video. It was very difficult. Not, those of you who those are the people those people who have seen me perform though are aware that there is a side of me where I am not taking yeah. myself too seriously I'm not yeah. taking anything too seriously um here I am I'm doing just that yeah and um uh, that's all I'm doing <laughs> so it, it gets a little nerve-wracking I'm like where are the complex metaphors that I used to invoke where are, where are they 
and neither did your father <laughs> i love that line by the way absolutely yeah. love it it's it's a it's just it's supposed to be funny it a, is and, and it's not about anything except and here's what i want to kind of elaborate so when i say are you cringing at yourself i don't mean to say that the things you're making are cringe i just mean knowing you and knowing the kind mm-hmm. of music you used to play mm-hmm. and also just like the way you would i, I would say i guess approach music mm-hmm. or think about it maybe that's more something you can tell me about mm-hmm. uh, i would imagine the shift is a it's really drastic and it b is. i'm sure it's like something which you really had to have a lot of conversations with yourself that's about that's not the only thing it's the, it's also the first time i've properly promoted my music as yeah. shobhan noor i love the that. first time i put money in this wow. bullshit i love it <laughs> i'm so glad you did thank you and honestly like uh it's like that's that's the thing which i'm most happiest about it's not about like oh i can flip on a shobhan noor song now and when when i'm driving somewhere or when i'm having a good time as opposed to just when i'm in my you know most Mm-hmm. uh intricate and deepest thoughts you know like mm-hmm. I, more than that it's that it's so good and it's so catchy you. i you're like a two sport player and i mean that as somebody who like sports ki duniya mein bahut gussa hai two uh-huh. sport player is somebody who takes like does like really good in boxing does really good in like wrestling and then you know he's a two sport player and that's really hard to come by you played your sport of like um, you know songs which are i would say relatively way more uh, in 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 introspective and all of that mm-hmm. and now you're in a completely different realm and you're so good at both thank you i mean it this was my first attempt mm-hmm. this is my first attempt sort of doing that um i was supposed to be releasing a another song and i was making a video for that and in the middle i wrote this song and got it recorded like asap wow and then we just made the video about that that was what happened what i'm doing right now you asked me how i was and i told you i was excited what i'm excited about is continuing to write in this format yeah so um i've been writing for like 10 11 years now yeah wow and uh, i've been writing non-stop wow. actually um and so i'm in a place now where i've to start from scratch i mean in many ways i've even in my career i'm starting as a as a musician i i'm i'm starting from scratch yeah and uh, it's exciting because now there's a new song coming out uh i have to make a video for it but i've almost produced it yeah. it's in the same vein i was going to go in a different direction i actually have two other songs that uh are very much like the old shorban new stuff but then i was like no let's <laughs> let's, let's stick with this let's yeah. stick with this let's see if i can write a better song than that and uh, i'm really excited about that one i'll when when everything's off and we're set and everything's set and done i'll, I'll make you listen yes yeah please yeah. thank you that's a ha losers <laughs> <laughs> get your own podcast huh? <laughs> <laughs> then you'll get to hear shorba nur exclusives no i'm not really thank thanks for that uh and i'm excited um and yeah dude like uh so take me to what what i don't want to say you know what made you do it flip the switch so to speak hmm. um i don't think that's that's not as important as cuz ultimately there's a couple of motivators motivators everybody has or should have in life which is survivability and then beyond mm-hmm. that it's like you know how much how good can you do with yourself in the mm-hmm. time you have on this planet you want to i don't know what your aspirations are so we'll get to that in a bit but what what were you experiencing when you thought oh damn no. that's never happened I've, <laughs> i've never jabbed myself in the face <laughs> now on microphone my watch is okay uh, what, what were you experiencing what were you uh you know pretty much going through when you decided okay it's time to go the other way musically artistically I, well, i wasn't thinking i just stopped thinking i stopped focusing so hard on the craft yeah <laughs> yeah i thought yeah. i like i didn't pay attention to the details that i used to pay attention to wait actually so i also teach yeah i and i also give private lessons to uh you know kids and adults and sometimes i i do these songwriting workshops and in one of these songwriting workshops i sort of gave uh this uh this guy he uh i gave him these arbitrary rules ke acha is tarah likhna um these are your uh you know limits and you have to make a song out of these and these rules are just arbitrary yeah. there are no rules but it, it, mostly people need a place to start from right and I, and i realized i've never done that for myself yeah so what i did was i i said to myself i was like okay you're going to do do whatever you do and then go in the other direction hmm. and then this song came out 
prelude to murder. So this is everything you wouldn't do. Yeah, actually. But I wouldn't do naturally. Like I the chords are really simple yeah. and they're repetitive. I've almost always jettisoned repetition. Um almost almost to a fault. Yeah. Um and over here there's repetition, there's a groove. I'm writing to a groove. There's a hook. There's a hook. A hook that repeats over and over and over again. <laughs> but um yeah, and and I was like, you know, this is okay. I don't need to work this fucking hard. I can cuss, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't need to work. Like this I said, hard. you shoot a hero. Uh, <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Maybe literally. Yeah. Um, I uh, yeah, no. Uh, I just just didn't want to take myself so seriously anymore. I didn't want to work that hard. Yeah. Because I know why I was working hard in the first place. Like everybody has this motivation, this reason, right? Yeah. For why they want to do what they want to do, and I and I. I, I, I've always known what that was with music. Over here, that reason to do it changed. I, I just wanted to have a little bit of fun. Yeah. Quite frankly, that's, that's all. I just wanted to have fun with it. I wanted to make it look glossy. I wanted to make it look colorful. Yeah. And, tangerine. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Tangerine. <laughs> like, wait, 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 a lot of orange in there. I liked it. Oh, okay. Just, yeah, never mind. And, that's all Zan P, I guess. Shout out Zanpi. Zanpi and Luke. I love you guys. Yeah, they are the best. Amazing work ethic. Another thing, watching these guys, like Tucker Duck, looking at Natasha Narani, even Manu. Yeah. So these three guys, these three people, right? I've seen these guys work. Their work ethic and they have a kind of even headedness about them yeah right where there there's this very nice balance between um putting in the work putting your heart into it but also being cognizant of the fact that this is also a business yeah so they really inspired me to do this where i'm like a game hai na ye. yeah <laughs> no seriously because uh i'm like i'm yet to see what I, I think Tucker Tuck's like uh, the last album we have on the wall as well. Mm. I feel like that was their. Mm. I feel like that was like their most uh, commercial sounding project mm. possible, mm. keeping in mind the realm that they're in. I'm sure they can do mm. more uh, commercial stuff if they want to. Uh, but even when they went on to Velo, 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 I don't know. Sound station, jab gaye the wo, right? Uspebi they played something which was, but then yeah, Natasha and Manu have done very good like i listen to choro when mm. i'm like working out or driving or whatever nice. such a nice song and ah. same with a lot of manu's tracks um or game you're right it's it's a game about like not just commercial success but then also like um i'm sure everyone who like makes music which is not everyone most people who make and tell me if i'm right or wrong uh-huh. because i don't know anything about music right mm-hmm. most people who would make a mainstream song still can go to a path where they like look focus on a lot of detail and stuff like that um and make songs which are more artistic so to speak as opposed to less commercial but i feel like a lot of them consciously make this effort and say yeah you know what like i'm gonna make something which sells as opposed to just and that's not a that's not a inc- like a bad or wrong mm-hmm. thing to do at all exactly yeah i i don't think that's something which people should frown upon anymore anymore like that's the thing so i'm from a generation of lahoris who took who as i said before took themselves very very seriously uh-huh. took this work very very seriously and uh were kind looked down their noses on on commercial stuff yeah. and, and yeah. that working and you know natasha she's a friend of mine and she's she koi interview kar rahi thi wo pata nahi kahan pe she said na ke ye ye jo the complaining about the industry industry the complaints about it like ek to mark game khelni nahi hai yeah theek hai upar se complain bhi karna hai right ke koi hume sunta nahi hai so i was a part, i was very much that person too huh. back in the day yeah ab jo log abhi tak kar rahe hain wo unka main kuch nahi keh sakta yeah. lekin uh, lekin jo abhi hai jo jo scene hai abhi wo ye hai ke these guys know there there there's no ifs and buts about it it's a difficult it's difficult to make money off of this yeah uh, it's difficult to enter especially if you're female it's difficult to yeah. to penetrate the market yeah and uh, you just got to got to get it done 
got to get it done i feel like this i don't know if it's a generational thing or what i don't know if it's just that people i feel like also as time goes on like i feel like there's a lot more ease to doing th- i feel like there's also a mindset shift mm-hmm. uh, i don't know where i would fall in this whole uh bracket when it comes to like i feel like maybe middle child kind of thing mm-hmm. where you know i'm slightly older mm-hmm. than manu and ko and their generation like mm-hmm. just slightly i would still even classify as a, but they're definitely like you know like not a, like i'm a generation below you and everyone else who's mm-hmm. their time pata mm-hmm. nahi i just feel like more than also okay yaar wo people used to think like this versus people do think like this i'm mm-hmm. sure a lot of people still think like you know ke hum baja to rahe kuch sun nahi raha you know what i mean art. yeah i'm, I'm, I'm a serious <laughs> artist the <laughs> 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 art <laughs> फोन <laughs> is often all you need yeah. to make content that mm. can go insanely viral on the and i'm not talking yeah. viral i'm not talking about oh 20000 hits on youtube kind of raval even johnson viral from back mm. in the day mm. i'm talking about 100 milli like tiktok uh, viral hasan rahim there anyone do it uh. so many people can go like uh, like so viral on the internet just through a phone so i feel like people identify that and i feel like it's like this is the right approach look at it like mm-hmm. we can if we can do something mm-hmm. just do it yeah. like don't 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 try to figure out who's supposed to guide you or who's supposed to tell you like oh this is how you should do it cool. just 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 do it huh? and just keep doing it uh-huh. until like you kind of just figure out that this is where i can can or can't do you know with this yeah uh, but yeah dude i i i i'm so glad that but do you still feel as if your artistic more melancholic songs still have a place in my in life in the grand scheme of things when it comes to Mr. Shorbanur uh yeah i couldn't get rid of them if i even if i tried yeah. they're right there i just don't feel like putting them out i don't feel like putting my money on them right now because uh what not because just i just don't i don't feel the need yeah i don't feel the need it's not written for that purpose yeah uh and that's okay yeah and that's absolutely okay plus yeah. yeah but um the older stuff like when i when i left porridge boy um i didn't promote my music at all so they're like one two th- three eps or yeah. four eps if you go to my spotify yeah. my backlog it's it's all there and they're like shitty recordings and maybe one has a video in fact only one has a video from that time i oh, think merchant yeah. Yeah. That's the song that has a video. It's also the m- more popular song from that entire lot. The fact of the matter is the the numbers don't justify me putting any kind of money and yeah. investing any kind of thing into any kind of time into those songs, yeah. right? That's what's going on. Um but why did I write those songs? Uh why did I put them out, right? That's the thing. That's that's a conversation we can have. Why? So, Uh why should we have that conversation? No, why did you put those <laughs> songs out? Do you got me there for a second? I was like, uh-oh. Oh, we we gosh. did that thing, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> nee, nee, why did I write the songs? Yeah. Um so for example, the uh last EP that I wrote and possibly the last EP I r- write for a long time. Yeah. I don't plan on writing a group of songs together that have some co- kind of cohesive message, all right? right. The last EP I wrote was a culmination of the last five years of writing, and and they're just like a a couple of songs that I selected from that batch. Okay. And that I wrote um, after I left Porridge Boy, uh, around the time when my father passed away, and I became a father. And those two things kind of uh, uh, overlapped. Actually, oh. I, I became a father. I lost my father, oh. and uh, I think. the uh the the day that my father passed away the next day was janaza thal jab main wapas ghar aaya i live by myself and my family has another house and uh, i went back home to my wife 
I just called uh, Samir Ahmed from Coven over. Okay. I don't know if you guys know about Coven. I, I've heard of Coven. Yeah, yeah. They used to be a rock band. They used to be a rock band. The bassist is a is a good friend and and is a great musician. And he's 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 worked in Shorebanwood before. <clears throat> this is before I I came up with Shorebanwood. Okay. So I called him over. I called Fahad Khan over. Um, he's so, a drummer. Okay, I thought Fawad Khan. No, <laughs> no. I was like, yo, <laughs> casual. <laughs> casual, yeah, call Fawad. And Atif Aslam. My boy Fawad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and God bless them. Uh, and they they came over and I had we started writing. Just the next day I started writing and I kept writing, kept writing and writing. And, it, and I, I don't know why I did it. At that point in time, in retrospect, it makes more sense. Like the songs, uh, I I got into music to uh, understand myself better. I got into music to um, to explore the craft of songwriting. I'm I'm really really passionate about songs in general, yeah, and uh, how they're structured and 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 stuff like that, and. Uh, it is only now when I listen to those songs can I can I make better sense of what I was feeling at the time because at that time I had no idea. I think uh, so. My my father was in uh, was in Seattle yeah. when he passed away. So I uh, so I didn't. He, he wasn't. He's not buried here. He's oh, he's buried gosh. there. Yeah. Okay. And uh, for the longest time, I didn't get to see him. You know, I didn't get to see him uh, yeah. go. Uh, and I didn't really know what to do with myself if that makes any sense like i didn't i i was feeling things but then yeah. i couldn't do I couldn't articulate them yeah. i couldn't articulate them to myself but i could write the songs and i wrote the songs and uh looking back i i was just uh, mourning and i was uh, celebrating as well i was celebrating uh, his life i think uh, you know for people uh, a friend of mine just lost his uh, father i think uh, yesterday, oh, and uh, I was just uh, this got really, really dark, no, no, really no, heavy, is, really quickly. Uh, so important. I just, I just, uh, I, I messaged him uh, over the phone because I don't think he wanted to speak to anybody. I know that back then I didn't want to speak to anybody, but I messaged him over the phone because looking back on the songs, uh, if and thinking about death. In fact, we, I wrote a lot about death. Um, I realized that. Uh, my my closure on my father's passing was um, it was that when uh, when we go, I think we turn into stories and memories, yeah. and those are embedded in the hearts of people that you love. Yeah, and in a way, that's how they stay with you. Yeah. That's how my father is still with me in terms of memories and stories. Yeah, and those can be communicated. Those can be communicated. I can tell you that he 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 was very fun loving. For example, yeah, I can say that, and he can almost breathe now, yeah, because I said it, right, yeah. And maybe he's growing older as I'm growing older, and songs are the same. Uh, songs, they when when the song works and when a song is written honestly, in my experience and in my opinion. It seems to have flesh and bone, yeah. it, and it becomes a living thing, and it grows and it changes. So every time you look into the song, when you look at the song, it changes because you've changed, right? Yeah. And especially if you keep it vague enough, I, I use the word vague. It's not actually the right word because it's it's there's there's clinical precision there as well. Yeah. But when you write something that can read in many different ways, then Depending on who looks at it, it'll be different, right? Subjective, Ojeta. Yeah. But let's say what people forget about subjectivity is that if you are reading it one way and then you something happens to you and you change, yeah. you come back to the song and it changes. Yeah. That's also subjectivity. And that's also subjectivity. And that just, uh, that gets me to this day when I, like I remember in my, uh, in my A-levels and I, was, uh, I used to have uh, really bad social anxiety. Um, like not like severe kind of social anxiety, but I just used to be very anxious because I had nothing in common with the people that I was yeah. in school and with the people I was in, in school. I would go in there and I and it occurred to me that you know, oh, I can just escape to a song, yeah, and things will be better, yeah. 
though i forgot my point no but i i this makes a lot of sense and you know like i i always used to think like um uh, a song holds i've ne- like i have written songs oh really uh, yeah i played music uh okay. used to play when i was i started playing when i was in like old one mm-hmm. and um that's why i attended your songwriting workshop as well because oh, i was okay. still playing in uni like uh this is t- two years ago mm. um and i used to write songs uh the last song i properly wrote was for somebody i really liked Mm -hmm. um and it was my way of kind of asking them out Mm -hmm. corny Mm -hmm. but it was the whole song yeah uh and when i initially played it the intention was for it to be kind of goofy and Mm -hmm. you know kind of like nice and you know it worked it was it was great it was Mm -hmm. the whole like thing and now when i listen back to that song uh i i think about it again it's it 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 means something completely different like Mm not not that the like everything's still fine in that aspect of my life like even with that song and that person everything is good but but when i look back at it now i kind of see the problem as well like what with me writing that song Mm. which was that i couldn't just go up to somebody and say hey Mm. this is how i feel and you know what it's also like a picture of a place and time yeah but that's the beauty of it right yeah but but that's why i still love it it's changed like you know meaning to me where i'm like okay uh, and i don't play music anymore Mm -hmm. and that's also really i'm really happy with that like Mm -hmm. i play for myself i don't record i don't sing Mm -hmm. to people or anything uh but i don't anymore because i realize that's not what i need to focus my time and energy it's talking to people yeah. on the mic yep. all of that you know yep. that this is what i want to do yeah. this is what i'm good at uh and i don't sing to that person anymore but i sure do tell them a lot of things now you yeah. know what i mean and that's what the, the meaning kind of changed for me over time where uh-huh. i i don't want to write music uh anymore because i feel like the medium uh, can also change and the and the meaning of what you're saying can also change over time mm. uh but i can't imagine like something so uh you know something so something that alters your life in the way you think about it so heavily mm-hmm. and writing the day after mm-hmm. and like like that and and of course it, i'm sure it must have changed meaning over time mm-hmm. uh, and and i'm sure like even now when you look at like the music you're still writing or you have written before mm-hmm. uh it's it's little and this is this the thing you said to me really makes me want to grab a pen and start writing again because mm-hmm. There is people that have left me that I haven't been able to deal with or process mm. with. Like when you were talking mm. to me about the whole thing, I was like, you know, uh, I feel the same. Like I can't, I can't talk about it. Mm. I can't talk about uh, Sylvia Short, who was like my, uh, whole like she's like she's like a mother to me. Like mm. when I was in the U.S., she, you know, whatever. I don't want to. Mm. Okay. I can't. You know yeah, what I mean? Like okay. I, it, it, it's hard for me still. Uh, but what I know is that I can probably grab a pen and paper and I can just write a song about it and yeah, that might, I might just do that tonight. Thanks. You're you're very. No, welcome. that was the point of what you were saying. I feel like <laughs> that really really helped. Oh, like it, it made yeah. Anyway, thank you, thank you. For no, that. thank you, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, like, thank you, bro. Um, uh, hmm. But yeah, I no, hmm. don't worry. We're both kind of stuck in a point where we don't know what to say next. It's, uh, it's fine. Ah, uh, it's perfect. It good. happens uh, because that's some heavy shit we talked about, bro. <laughs> we need a minute to like decompress uh, the energy. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, damn sure, Benu. Thanks for that, man. You're very welcome. You're but yeah, welcome. Uh, I want to go back to talking about music motivation, though. like and mm-hmm. your in your motivation to writing music. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, I mean, of course, I'm sure it varies in terms of what. It, but now, when you sit down, you say, "Okay, like the next song you're about to release, mm-hmm. what do you?" So you told me you mm-hmm. you write what you're feeling and all of that. You you go to a place in your mind where you want to think about what you're doing. But now, is it still the same way? Uh, you told me you go the reverse, reverse of what you're thinking. Yeah. But how does that work? Like, how do you go like I'm about to write this? Nah, you know what? Let's flip it. Like, how? Mm. Elaborate. Oh, um, <laughs> so okay, let's see. So mm, usually I'll pick up a guitar. Now I don't. Wow. Yeah, I'll just I've started playing the piano a lot more. So now I just change the instrument. Usually I'll just play slow chords in threes. Uh, one, two, three. One, two, yeah. three. I'm like, and when I did some the Shorbanu shows at True Brew, uh-huh. rest in peace, True Brew, rest in peace. True Brew. <laughs> <laughs> um, they were I, I realized that while i was playing the set they were almost all in threes <laughs> so yeah. i'm like no let's not do that anymore now let's get back to four 
So that's a conscious decision. Yeah. Otherwise, naturally, if I was just there emoting, it would just come out. Mm, ding, 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 yeah. Because mm, apparently, I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, it just happens. So that's another conscious decision. Then the second thing is to, uh, let's see. When it comes there? to songwriting, like. Yeah, no, this is all part of songwriting. So well, let's, uh, if I was to define what a song is, it's, I feel that it's just my interpretation, but like, I feel like it's an intersection between three, three things. Uh, number one is uh, the music, mm-hmm. but that actually is just one third. Yeah. Then there's the writing, the lyrics. That's the second part. And the third part is just the performance. Um, you can focus on any one of these and still have a song. So it doesn't have to be musically proficient. Mm. It doesn't have to be have to be good lyrics. Yeah. But if you give a real performance. And you can add a different dimension into the performance. Yeah. It can make the song be something else. Case in point, Daniel Johnston. Have you heard him? No. Have you ever? No, sorry. Daniel Johnston. He's a, the Americans, they'll call him an outs- outsider artist. Okay. okay. Outsider art. Get the school. Take it. So he was one of those guys. He has this song. True love will find you. He sings like that. Yeah. In the end, you'll find out just with who, with your friends. Pretty basic. Yeah. But then he has this line where he's like, don't be sad. I know you will. And that really gets to me. It's a very simple line. But it's just the way he said it. Yeah. The, mu- the music is, is, is basic in, com- in, compar- yeah. in comparison to other kinds of music. But it's just the way that's delivered. That's a song. Word. Done. It's a song. You can't take that away from him. Yeah. And so any one of these three elements, if yes. you have it, is what you're saying. Yeah, any three, any one of these three elements. So over here, I'm sort of focusing less on the lyrics. Yeah. Uh, le- uh, somewhat on the music and uh, performance. So the performance is, uh, it has to communicate uh, a good vibe. Because yeah. I want to feel a good vibe. Yeah. So I want to communicate a good vibe. So that's the first thing. And uh, with the music, uh, I'm just taking whatever I know and not thinking too hard and just playing. Before, I was very, very calculated about that. The chords will, I'll intentionally make them move in a particular direction. I think the musicians of Lahore know what my style is. Yeah. This is not my style. Prelude Martyr is <laughs> not, not my, st- style, my yeah. style. Lots of major chords in there. Yeah. Uh, in one key and... Yeah, and I'm just trying to have a lot of fun with it. And I'm trying to groove to it. And that's about it. You looked great in the video. Thank you. Like, you looked hot. <laughs> like, uh, thank sorry, you. Sorry, I don't mean to make oh. you flush. <laughs> you turned the AC down a little bit. <laughs> no, but seriously, like, you look freaking awesome. And I mentioned this before you start as well. The end, the short manure. Uh, and oh, there he is. There it is. Oh, shit. Oh, I love that. <laughs> oh, look at that. Dude, that is so dope. There's no other way to describe it. That is dope as fuck. And uh, how, so. Who, that's my father's ring. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, his name is Nood. So. Oh. Wait, yeah. wait, then what's with the shorba? Just tone on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will, but later. Yeah. Uh, can you play a little bit of this? I just want to uh, get to the part where we see this sexy hunk. So tell me about the hair. <laughs> okay. I'm going to put you through that. Uh, but the styling. I really like the shirts. Ah, I'm a big fan of shirts like this. I think Umar Fassi will agree with me as well that he is also... Uh, who, who Rai. Did this? Rai is... Uh, Rai? Ri- huh. Oh, dude. I just met Rana the other day. Oh, really? He, this is one guy. of his shirts. Oh yeah, okay. And okay. Uh, Haya Bukhari, she was the stylist on this. She Brilliant. did me a solid with this, and I asked her to style me. I've never asked anybody to do that. How before. hard was it to jump dancing backwards? You did it <laughs> like ten seconds ago. Uh, not hard at all. <laughs> I, <laughs> so I don't know. Those of you who've seen me at, at Porridge Boy gigs, I I was very animated. Yeah. I I teach drama and I teach oh, music. Okay. So this is a part of the job i guess now i could just see those uh flux media signature exactly in there. i love them man ha, like they're man, so they're good they're the best thing thank god for them yeah dude. oh out. i love this set wherever this is so good a friend's house oh wow yeah. that's convenient that's alisa. oh alisa hale's there too in a bathtub yeah love god him. bless him yeah seriously you teach drama uh, drama you use drama <laughs> 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 so dramatics and then i went half z's on it so yeah, no, you, you teach drama now i don't want to uh <laughs> president of the drama club? drama club uh yeah um i used to teach drama 
I teach drama and music. Currently, okay. I just teach music, uh, elementary to elementary kids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. I've been teaching for 10 years, actually. Wow. Yeah. Do you like kids? I love it. Oh. I love it. In fact, in fact, uh, I'm, uh, inshallah, I'm going to go do my master's in education. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Are you planning to apply soon? Yes. Because yes, I'm I also, so I was like, really? Maybe we could just. In education? No, no, no. no. Education. <laughs> the public administration. But okay. education tempts cool. me because I really want to, uh, like, I, I maybe, because if nothing else, like, the ring announcing falls apart, can't commentate for, you know, a day in my life. <laughs> um, nothing else, and I would, I, I feel like teaching would be fun because I'd love running my mouth. <laughs> and also, like, listening. Both, I feel like, can be good. I, I like teaching saved my life, man. Uh, I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. I don't, I almost as much as I love writing songs now. It's kind of beautiful that you mentioned like you like weren't the most social kid in school. Mm. Now you're like teaching there. I, I feel like that's just some, something beautiful there. Oh, thank you. And, and like, uh, do you, do you, like, do you see a lot of kids? Can you point them out like this kid's having a tough time? Like, you should probably like, you know yeah go easier on him or something so in um in teaching one of the things that we do now that we all of us everybody in this room probably didn't experience is differentiated learning so differentiated learning is where okay there's a classroom there are like 13 kids tika they all learn in particular ways right they all learn differently and if you give them one assessment then sure like it makes your life easier a desktop there though you can give them a grade and it's quantified right right but it's not a complete picture yeah right obviously all right uh, i was not good at english growing up and i write in english <laughs> yeah. now like what does that say yeah right for sure so um differentiated learning is where Closer to the mic. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> differentiated learning is where you will uh, you will present that same paper, that same test, in different ways. Maybe you can take a test, and maybe you uh, can submit a, give me a presentation, or uh, you can draw me a picture, or yeah. you can uh, uh, make a play out of it, write a song out right, of it. Yeah. You can. And being able to do that and working hard as a teacher. Yeah. Um, Doing that and presenting your students with those options includes everybody. Right. And, and nowadays in school, you have an SEN program where people with learning difficulties can also come into the picture and they can be catered to too. Oh, no. So if there's one concept, let's say keeping in time, um, not everybody's going to do that. I can't just grade them. Yeah. Some people may not physically be able to do that. Yeah. But how can we communicate that concept, or if not that skill, then how can we at least instill an, an appreciation for it, hmm. or at least gauge an understanding of why it's necessary in music? Right. So, yeah, I'm very, very passionate, and I, no, I'm very, I like very that. passionate about differentiated learning, but I also don't know how to do it perfectly yet. Yeah. And I, that's one of the reasons why I'm so excited by it, because I don't fully understand it. I was just thinking like there's a lot of questions I already have. So for example, as a teacher, what if you can't uh, or what if you aren't proficient in grading the four different kinds of mediums that you're now allowing students to. And then like just the inner uh, debater in me, I guess, was mm -hmm. just like immediately I'm just thinking like uh, so and I want like I want it to I want you to tell me and the beautiful viewing audience leave a subscribe <laughs> like, <laughs> i want you to tell us both um like uh based on the most important thing which is learning objectives because i think that's why you yeah. you or any institution teaches people to communicate certain learning objectives and tick 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 they learn that and then you know and i get that but is this is this, is this making school easier so to speak interesting like and when i say easier uh that can mean yes that everybody gets a good grade now mm -hmm. so there's not like the competitive drive mm -hmm. but then do we even need that you know what i mean that's the perspective i'm thinking maybe it's better to create like, a place where not everybody's trying to get first place or whatever so um i don't know about first place and stuff but if the question is is there still enough rigor absolutely because that's what you're assessing huh. 
it's difficult. It's not easy. I don't fully understand it myself. If everybody's working at different uh, styles of learning, yeah. if everybody has a different style of learning, uh, and you're going to make an assessment for each of those styles, you still have to uh, really take the task on yeah. in each medium. Huh. I mean, it's not going to be likely that in a group of 13, you know, each kid has their own plan. Yeah. That's not going to happen. It'll be grouped. Uh-huh. Right? And um, what was your question? So do you think it's making learning easier? And if it is, uh, is that a good thing? Um, is it, make, it is making learning more accessible. Right. Accessible. I like that. Yeah. And that's exactly what a school should fucking do. <laughs> I was going yeah. <laughs> to say, like, I hear a lot of people protest, like, we're not, you know, everybody's getting, like, participation trophies now. Uh, and that, that, that. I'm like, and so what, actually? I'm like, yeah, it's so fucking what? Like, so you're what? Like, grow up. <laughs> like, you yeah, know? you know what? Like, um, I, I'm going to speak to my subject. Um, but Victor Wooten got the pata. He's a bit. <laughs> Sorry. So he's a. <laughs> Sorry, you said it like Victor Wooten kato pata. I'm like, that's the happens so much where I'm so, sorry, I no, apologize. It's fine. No, 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 it's fine. I don't. We should talk about sports right after. No, 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 no. It's no, my fault. Every, it's my fault. Victor Wooten, he's a bass player. He's a very famous bass player. Right. He's also an, an educationist in his own right. So we'll get that music about him. And he's like, um, when uh, kids learning how to speak, do you say, hey, hey, you're speaking wrong, incorrectly? I'm not going to talk to you, <laughs> right? Yeah. He said this. This is an interview. I'm just quoting it that. Uh, you don't do that with kids. And why should you do that in music? Yeah. Hannah? Yeah. And that just blew my mind. Like, you must still engage with them honestly. Yeah. You must honestly engage with them for them to learn for and for you to learn as well about that kind of mind. Interesting. Huh? Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think you're uh, somebody who, like, one of the most... So, from all the people I've interviewed, I think you're one of those. You're probably the person who takes their crafts the most seriously and yourself the least seriously. And mm. I think that's brilliant. <laughs> I think I like that. <laughs> I feel like maybe sometimes people might confuse the two. Like when you're talking so mm. passionately about your music, they're probably like, oh, she thinks he's such hot shit. No, I mm. think you just spend a lot of time thinking about mm. what you do and how you do and why you want to do it. Mm. Is that true? Do you spend yeah. a lot of time like yeah. just pondering yeah that's is all it, i did this is just thought you also obviously you write as well mm-hmm. but how do you manage your thoughts is what i want to know and how does that end up in your music like because those there's a big there's a big gap in between like what you think and how you translate it into your art or whatever you do mm-hmm. like what, what's your what's how your, does it go from here to there what's your process what's my process <laughs> i love this oh, question shit, man. <laughs> mm, stretch out okay. what's my process you can take a minute oh Hmm. I can't feel my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I've been driving all day, by no, the way. Same, I get you. Uh, and my wallet's still in my back pocket. Get that shit, that shit out. <laughs> oh, my bad buttons. Oh. <laughs> We're going to wait for you to think of your answer. What was the question? Unless you don't want to, I completely no, understand. No, 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 no. Let's go for you, it. What's your process? What's like, wh- how? No, you know, I want to tell you, like, okay, this is what I do. Have a bowl of oatmeal, right? Something like that. I mean, like, what are the things that you feel like are necessary for you to so do what you do um, hmm. nick cave he writes by he gets up in the morning wears a suit goes to his office uh and he sits at a piano and uh he has a desk full of papers and he uh his he works nine to five that's his songwriting process right he has this really cool documentary on YouTube called uh, Abusing the Muse, where he's like, uh, fuck waiting for inspiration. I just go to it. Huh. So I'd taken a, that's one thing that I, I would do. But since I can't actually, it's not nine to five for me. Yeah. It's just always in my, it's just always happening. You don't actually need a, a piece of paper uh, or an instrument to make music um, or to th- yeah, my my brother, he's a he's a sithartist, and uh, he's a he's also a, he's also a teacher. Right, uh, he's in Boston University out there. Oh wow! So uh, he he's a brilliant sitar player, brilliant. Oh, okay. um, and uh, and he used to travel everywhere with his sitar, and then recently uh, he 
you know, he wasn't bringing his satai. I'm like, dude, don't you want to practice? He's like, I am practicing. I'm like, what? <laughs> He's like, I am practicing. Like, I am thinking musically. That is it. That is it. The rest is technique. The rest, the rest is this muscle. And it's the same thing with songs where um, I uh, allow, but my process is that I allow it to happen. Um, I consume things that I love. Yeah. And then I regurgitate it. Uh-huh. And then I merge that with what I'm feeling or my life story. And then I allow the process to happen. One of the things I, I'm very proud of uh, in terms of teaching uh, kids and adults alike and just friends and conversation, what I feel like I've been able to contribute in whatever capacity is telling them that if you're if you're afraid of the thought that's come into your mind that you're putting out and you're afraid of other people critiquing it, then don't do this. Don't do it. You must let that happen. That embarrassing thought needs to come out. True. And that, that kind of that bravery, that hesitation needs to go, and it's an act of bravery. That's it. That's it. Um, in fact, when I, when, I do, when I workshop songs with people, the... I, I literally, and I've told this to them as well, these rules that I'm telling you, they, they're bullshit. <laughs> they're bullshit. Because I see them squirming around them. And I'm like, okay, let's leave that. Now what would you say? Let's leave that. Now what would you say? Now what would you do? Now what would you do? And when they have a thing going on and, and I see them self-correcting, then I'm like, no. What were you doing there? Yeah. And now become comfortable with that. Sit in the fire that is your... Uh, your anxiety or your your um, low self-esteem, whatever it is, sit yeah. in there, stay there. That is half the job, allowing yourself to just do this, express oh. yourself. Because, you know, uh, life is, it's difficult to move around life uh, viewing people as complex organisms. It's easier to me like, oh, this guy, he's a, he, he likes sports, he's a sports dude, or that guy's a nerd or whatever. But ultimately we are, complex individuals allowing ourselves to just do that and not caring about how we are viewed is the is the path of least resistance towards creative output that's what i think facts <laughs> no, seriously because i still can't feel my ass though <laughs> no, you're you're completely right i feel you know this is something uh a lot of people tell their students in mma and martial arts like really? what you just said That's all it. of that like that oh, the reason that. i was relating to it so much is uh two ways one is because of the the podcast thing not the camera oh. <laughs> <laughs> i mean like the, this thing was and omar knows this like when we started uh i'd, I'd be the guy who's like oh, is my hair okay can you show me the frame do mm-hmm. i look fat you know like the whole <laughs> thing like i would go over it every single time until Omer like said something very simple like you know like oh dude like he started joking he's like nobody's watching and i was like mm. i wish that was the case mm. and i was like you know i just have to start pretending like nobody's watching mm. and then just let loose just like whatever like you said whatever i have to sit in this low self-esteem this all what my hair that mm. I, this is what i have to sit in and in mm. mma the biggest thing they tell fighters is that you have to live in the uncomfortable until, until it becomes comfortable like you train so hard mm. Uh, that the fight's easy. Like when you you, you train ten five minute no 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 nobody should do that. I think like maybe you train uh, eight five minute rounds or seven mm. five minute rounds. I think people do train 10, 15, five minute rounds so that when you have to do a five five minute round fight, mm. you're just like oh, I've done ten, <laughs> I've done fifteen. Mm. So you've spent so much in the in the uncomfortable uh, region of you know what you want to do that you just become comfortable in it. Uh, I think that's what a lot of creation should be centered around which is uh not just not just embracing or dealing with the things that make you uncomfortable but putting them center stage wow, like wow. this is what i am okay, this okay. is what i'm like you know nice yeah. that's george st pierre by the way he's here somewhere gsp is not where is gsp we lost him george st pierre he's a, these are our funko pops by the way i didn't okay. use you before that's godfather yeah. conor mcgregor Kazuya, the rest are not important uh, <laughs> but yeah we, there's george st pierre great one of the greatest fighters of all time somebody asked him like what how do you fight huh. and he said um so whatever the other person does best that's not what i'm doing 
so it's like he'll take the person to the deepest waters if the other guy can't strike suddenly jordan said pierre is a wrestler if the other guy can't wrestle suddenly jordan said pierre is a striker uh-huh. if the other guy can't do jiu jitsu suddenly jordan said pierre is like you know pulling guard mm-hmm. he does the opposite of what and the only reason he can do that mm-hmm. is because he has been he has put himself through every possible uncomfortable position in mm-hmm. his life throughout his martial arts mm-hmm. so he's gotten to a point where he's like you know <laughs> do your worst <laughs> you know what i mean i've dealt with all of it I feel like that is what that's intriguing. Yeah, that's what uh, dude, I'm I'm not getting What about guys. football? Football? Is there, is there a is there a No, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck football. No, okay. Ismail's not here. He's a football guy. No, but there's a lot of uh deep thought that you have to put towards uh I think anything you do if you do it seriously enough. Hmm. Like there's a lot of people I've seen who do MMA but they don't think about MMA at all. Like I ask them who's your favorite fighter like, <laughs> You know hmm. what I mean? I don't know who that is. The hmm. Fighter, you just fight. I just want to punch someone. You know what I mean? They don't hmm. think about their sport. They're also sometimes just as good. Hmm. And I feel like that's why what you're doing is just so brilliant. I feel like what you're doing Uh, this is you know that uh, literature exams all over the world is like tell us what the artist meant when he kept blue curtains it's like mm-hmm. i'm telling you like what you <laughs> meant when you put blue curtains no but what i love uh, to me at least is that your the way at least you sounded the last song and the, w- the way you're going to sound in the next song the, the reason i think is so brilliant is because it's almost as if you are mocking the mm. type of music you're making mm. by making it so effortlessly and 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 still like and, and i hear by the way like when 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 it goes into like the bridge mm-hmm. i hear some old complex <laughs> you know chords that mm-hmm. I, i wouldn't expect in a song like this and i'm like mm-hmm. yeah that's your little sound still here you know yeah, what i mean yeah. i just i just think it's brilliant like you you've delved into the most opposite thing that you could have possibly done mm-hmm. and you're still damn good at it thank you you are george st pierre oh shit <laughs> Thank you. But I absolutely love the parallel uh that you drew between uh songwriting and sports. I think that's amazing. <laughs> I think it's absolutely fantastic. Thanks, I think you got to come down to uh where I work and I, we got to get you an MMA class. Let's that. do it. I'm out of shape. That's yeah, fine. I'm so out of shape. That's how you start. Yeah. That's where you got to I just really want the shit kicked out of me. <laughs> I, I really want that to happen. I get like one or two of you a week by the way. <laughs> like the guy was just like hey when's the MMA class start I'm like oh it's 6.30 it's like okay will somebody beat me up today I'm like no <laughs> damn it <laughs> what is wrong with <laughs> no but yeah it's it's a lot it's really humbling uh, you've uh-huh. never been punched in the face uh like uh no i've punched someone in the face never I've, been punched mm, no i uh, uh, no yes i have been punched in the face okay yeah. was it hard It was humiliating. Okay, yeah. It was humi- it's that's the first feeling that I felt when I got punched in the face. I wasn't okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That's the unfortunate kind of punch you can take in the face. The really? MMA punch you take is in like it's a different environment, right? It's a gym. Huh. That's the norm. You're supposed to like, and when you remove all of those ex- like people who say they been- no, When I say humiliating, I mean we were sparring. Oh. Right, we were sparring. Oh. We had gloves on. Oh. And I was trying to get in a punch but I I couldn't oh, do it right. and then I got just right there. That is that is humiliating. <laughs> 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 no, no, that is a different feeling. But then you you've experienced it. It's the most it's the at least for me is mm. the most vulnerable i felt whenever i get punched in the face. Wow. It's like, whoa, like you're up in my business first of all. You're uh. here. Uh, B, you've hurt me. Huh. And then C, there's not much I can do about it. And I really want to cry. You know what yeah. I mean? Like right now, I really want to cry. I don't know anything else. I just got punched. I want to like just start. Oh, But there's something this. there. What's, what is what is it? Is it uh, an opportunity to to get up and... Because uh, it, I was scared, right? Yeah. You get scared. Yeah. And then just having to... Uh, what is this? It's you, 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 You're scared to death and you show up. Yeah. What is that life? That, that I think that is life. I think that's Is that why we do all these things because it just it reminds us that this is what life is and Yeah, and it can end. And and I I feel like that's something that's the back of all of our minds. And when you're fighting, that's mm. something that's like a uh it's like a risk you kind of assess when you're stepping. Every time I step on the mats, mm. right? Even if I'm just fighting just not fighting it's just training just me even if it's like i'm hitting the bags even if i'm just shadow boxing um i'm still going in there with the assumption that something terrible could happen at any point i could slip fall on my head whatever because mm. i'm doing these rigorous movements uh 
and especially when you spar someone and the mm-hmm. videos you see on the internet now some dude got punched in the back of the head now he's like uh not like he his quality of life is severely deteriorated like he's on a wheelchair he can't talk like you know what i mean like this kind of stuff scares you it's like some idiot can just hit me in the back of the head my you know what i mean that can mm-hmm. happen to me so you do assume that risk where you're like i'm scared shitless like mm-hmm. to go in there and fight but this is if you don't do this at least for me this is what my my thing is mm. if i don't do this if i don't go on the mats if i don't go fight if i don't uh you know then i these are conversations i'll have to deal with later like, why weren't you training mm. i i've dealt with the conversation of why i'm not a fighter mm-hmm. <laughs> i've dealt with that because i'm not a fighter because you know I mean? my shoulders keep popping out because i'm oh. not physically there's no physical advantage that i possibly have my heights do less my reach isn't that impressive huh. but what i do have is the ability to speak for hours and hours and hours and, and hours. four people yeah <laughs> yeah i guess yeah no 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 not like yeah you, like for people who who need to be spoken yeah like yeah for. i guess yeah like you were telling me a, a little while ago about um the things that those pro wrestlers had to go through yeah yeah like, pro wrestlers yeah it's a, very, it's a very important part of the job to to be talking about these yeah. things because nobody else wants to man yeah that's heartbreaking yeah to me like it's it's and, and i love it I love it so much and it, and I hate that nobody wants to talk about it. So I've had that conversation that I don't want to be a fighter. But there's some conversations like why don't you train? Like you don't want to fight, but why don't you train? You mm-hmm. want you want to learn about what you're most passionate about. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be able to throw a check hook clean mm-hmm. on someone and actually know when you're like when I'm sitting here analyzing shit going like, "Oh, you know, he landed the check hook clean and I think mm-hmm. that was good and he, he got a knockdown." Like you don't want to do that. You don't want to be able to analyze shit better. Mm-hmm. Uh I just can't live with myself if I don't take the opportunities that are presented in front of me. Like I one day I will look back and I, I will say shit. Mm. Why did you not do that for? Mm. You could have, but you didn't. And that's what I'm most scared of. It's mm. like anything if 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 there's if there's something I should do or I can do. Mm. No, if something I can do, I should do it. That's my thing. If there's something you can do, you should do it. And obviously I want to do. That's the important thing. So heroin is something I can't do, but I don't want to do it. Like, <laughs> okay. But you know what I mean? That kind of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, something you can do, you should do it. Yeah. This is like who? Because why not? Like this ring announcing. Because there would be it would, there would be regret. Yeah. Immense. Immense regret Immense if you regret. didn't do it. But those are the external parts. Um, uh, those are that's output. If I don't produce this then I feel regret for not producing this. Yeah. But where does the motivation to do it in the first place, what is the attraction? Uh, to me? To you? Yeah. To what, and what I do? Yeah. <sighs> I just really, I don't know. It's going to sound, cor- can I sound corny? May I? I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't uh, need my permission. Yeah, I'm just giving a forewarning. Uh, I just want to be heard. Heard? That's my thing. Yeah, I just want to be like, uh, I used to think it was singing, where I would want everybody to hear my voice. Heard, heard, heard. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Like Amber heard. <laughs> Man, keep going. Yeah, I used to think it's singing, but then I was like, yeah, I mean, that's my voice. I'm being heard, but I can't elaborate. I have, so I was at a, a parents' night conference, right, where the specialist teachers were uh, talking about their subject uh, to the parents, right. And I was, uh, we, we were told it's five minutes each. And there were so many of, of my colleagues. I'm not saying where I work, obviously. Yeah. Uh, there's so many of my colleagues who went over time. Yeah. Okay? And, you know, I, I, when I, when it was my turn, I made sure I was within five minutes because, you know, I, I'm a performer. I, I know how, kitna kafi hai. Yeah. Um, people really want to be heard and when they aren't given the opportunity to do it then they are going to stuff it in the second they get a chance Yeah. so they just kept going and going and going but it's such a human thing to want to speak there's so many seminars at at, uh, at uh, Alhamraj before COVID uh, when there was a talk and they would open it to the audience You'd always see that one or two, one or two people who who just go on this rant. They wouldn't stop talking. I'm sure you can 
I'm sure you've known people like that. Yeah. I just feel like there are such few avenues where you get to express yourself fully that you that you come to these small pockets of time and you're like, oh my God, see me. Yeah. Because that's in a human emotion, man. Yeah. We want to be heard. Yeah. We want to be heard. We want to be seen as yeah. more than the convenient uh box that you've been kept in, right? Yeah. Right? Because otherwise, again, that's the that's the jockey, that's the nerd, and forget it. And we and it's nobody's fault. I'm not saying people should be more yeah. uh, careful with it. I mean, they should be, but yeah. um, it's convenient. You have to move. Life is vast, and you have to move through shit. And so, but yes, yeah, stopping and realizing that man, everybody wants to be heard. Yeah. Everybody wants to say something, and everybody, uh, you know, what's terrible? Twitter. <laughs> on that on that on, on that, that note, note fuck twitter <laughs> no, I, are you on twitter i quit twitter i i'm sure my profile is still there oh there you are wait oh shit oh, i'm on twitter yeah you are on twitter yeah. <laughs> I, I i stopped using twitter i have a profile but i stopped using it uh, <laughs> yeah uh, mera beta aaj, sorry beta and he real for real stop crying <laughs> 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 bro <laughs> i hate twitter and i hate looking at twitter i didn't even tweet much like uh, my twitter is nothing like uh, my twitter was just mma that nobody gave a shit about it was literally just me talking to myself like oh the, if this fight happened i think like zero, <laughs> zero like zero retweets <laughs> 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 yeah nothing bro but when but, i look at my feed yeah, yeah i hate my hate feed it, it makes it. me feel so bad like and like the world is a bad place and I'm a bad person <laughs> and like like I'm like man I didn't do it why do you do this I do I know why I'm doing it I'm doing it because uh, social media you got to be engaged yeah right yeah, to, yeah. to sell your product and your yeah. brand yeah 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 but like fuck that shit it's like eating uh McDonald's <laughs> thanks for the McDonald's you're welcome you're, pro- <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome you're I, saw, I had to get dinner and I was getting late for this place Thank you, no, and honestly. I stopped so good no no listen yeah. I ate the a McChicken oh, oh okay and, and and I had the fries and yeah. the yeah. Cool. and I'm like uh, you know I should get something for these guys too thanks you're welcome I felt like shit afterwards. <laughs> I don't know if you realized, but that's horrible. <laughs> it was, uh, it's the worst thing I could have. I should have gotten you guys fruit. No, don't no. you train? What's, what, I what you, oh, gobbled that shit up. Yeah, I saw you. It's gone. I ate it. It's it's all gone. Yeah, I do train. I'm gonna have to burn that tomorrow. By the way, thanks. No, dude. Uh, McDonald's. Yeah, it's it is it is literally. Uh, Plastic, plastic. There was something like, about that meal I ate. Yeah, right, and I felt full, <laughs> but somehow hungrier. <laughs> like as if, uh, as if your I, body got no nutrients. You like. no nutrients. <laughs> Nutrition minus me chilege. Oh man, I can't imagine like you having to like sit there. And I've been there. I so I can't imagine actually. But just the feeling of sitting there and eating a meal that it's, you know is bad, but it's so filling and you need it so bad. But mm. by the time you're done, you're just like wiping your face. You're like, <laughs> I'm a piece of shit. Like, you know, I hate myself. Like, <laughs> I can relate so hard to this, man. This is me most night. This is going to be me tonight, probably. <laughs> I know I train, but dude, I eat 10 times more than like I'll have. I'm going to have. I'll tell you my order tonight. All right. 12 grilled chicken wings. Uh, six onion rings, mm-hmm. four dips, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm eating. It's Twelve wings, six onion rings, and I have to train tomorrow morning. And uh-huh. I will order this at like one and eat it at one forty-five. And go to bed by two. Uh-huh. I'm so good the whole day. Uh-huh. And then at one a.m. something comes over me. I'm like, hi, burger cart. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, wings, twelve of them. Have you had homegrown? Yeah, I had <sighs> some last night. Oh, the- it was really good. They have this chicken over rice situation going on, which huh. is nice. Huh. I actually been looking for a good chicken and rice place. I'm sick of those. This is good. Okay. This is good. Give it a shot. Like it kind of reminds me of halal guys, but not of course. Of course, okay. not halal guys, okay. right? But uh, like in Achata. I think I might order this tonight. Like, uh, chicken and rice is way better than on six onion rings and a barbecue dip <laughs> and a mayo dip down. Uh. It's like with a sauce. Dude, we've talked about everything, I feel like. I've gone from like almost crying to almost laughing at my like tears out. And almost laughing? Then, no, 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 Not quite like, laughing? <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> After all this time. I thought we were having a great time. 
almost <laughs> laughing this is almost laughing uh, <laughs> yeah fuck no dude uh thank you i don't want to this is what this is definitely one of those po- i think you asked me before Mm-hmm. This is probably my favorite podcast. Oh man! No, because I really up. felt, and I don't say this to everyone. I swear, mm. this is going in the thing. I don't say it on air. But no, really, like, because I never felt like I could just like <laughs> bare my chest in this. You know, <laughs> you really made me feel comfortable through this. Thanks. Thank you, thank you. You're very welcome, and thank you so much, man. Fucking thank rock so on, much. Shorba yeah. Noor. <laughs> by the way, thought you were a girl. By the way, I just wanted. To I was a girl. <laughs> When he, when, when he heard the name Shorba Noor, he thought it was like a girl named Noor and she was added like Shorba <laughs> in there for some reason. Yeah, the, he, he thought that. I was like, no, it's no. Dumbass name. <laughs> I, I mean, it's a dumbass name, really. No, I, and great. of all the things I had to do, uh, I just, I don't know why. I come up with the weirdest name. Porridge Boy, what the fuck is that? <laughs> well, they're still going with it. Um, well, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's <laughs> the, that's, that's the podcast. No, no, I, yo, I forgot I had to ask you about that whole thing and make a deal about it and be like, why did you footage boy? Like you know, but I guess we can save that for another day. This is yeah. this is me booking you for the next one. And this I is me telling you guys to hold on patiently for the next one. Yeah. <laughs> My friend, it's been an absolute pleasure. I just want to say that. It's been an honor, sir. No, oh, dude, fucking love you for this and thank you for reaching out and thank you for doing this. I feel like a better person. And for all of you, scumbags. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Please. No, you, oh, I did forget the last. Your, your mic's not on. I can't hear you at least. That's fine. No, Omar reminded me. The last segment. Uh, we have a last segment in the podcast uh, that every guest gets. You weren't getting for some reason, mm-hmm. I guess, because I actually don't like you after all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I, it's it's your segment. This is Shorba Noor's segment. Anything uh-huh. you want to say, get off your chest, shout out. Uh, I'm going to keep saying some synonyms till you can, you know, that kind of process, what you're going to say. Uh, anything you want to get out there, anything mm. you want to reveal to the world, mm. uh, you know, uh, tell the people, tell the masses, the mm. thousands and thousands, that's just 2,000, right? Subscribers <laughs> that we have. <laughs> thousands. Huh? Yeah, the thousands and thousands and 700 subscribers we have. Anything you want to say? Mm. Mr. Shorba Noor, yes. take the floor. Okay. To... All you young folk <laughs> in my day. No. To all those people who are doing it right now, man, you should keep doing it. Uh, you should definitely keep doing this. Uh, if you enjoy it, you should definitely keep doing it. And you must, must fail. You must fail and do it publicly. Fail, fail again, fail better. Beckett, fail better fail better i hope you feel better (laughs) 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 yeah go on this is segment sorry is that it no no you keep going i was like oh no i just that um if anybody says fuck them (laughs) uh they can go to hell and uh just keep just 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 do it just do it just do it just do it that's a great, great closing segment. Thank you. And for all of you watching, you scumbags. <laughs> say the three words that I always say to end the podcast. And before that, I want to say subscribe, leave a comment, uh, leave a like, tell your friends, share this video. Go listen to Shazad Noor, Shorba Noor. That's Shorba Noor's entire discography on Spotify. Check the link in the bio. And from me to you, I just want to say keep it, keep it, keep it tight. We got more coming. Stay tuned. That's the last line, by the way. The keep it tight. Keep it tight. Keep it tight is the last line. Yeah. Nobody knows. Everybody comes on, and so I, sometimes I feel like going like, "Hey, why don't you do the last line so they can go?" We don't know the last line. I mean, you don't listen to the part. But yeah, that's what I